0: Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, It is just me this week and a special awesome guest, Ray. Uh, I think it's Ray one uh, God. uh, What is
1: it? (laughs) Ray W, one God, one King.
0: One God, one King. I said it in the car like three times, and as all, I don't know, as all. Well. Maybe the W is his last name. I've never asked him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Wizenant. Last name's Wizenant. So uh, it's uh, some people. Nobody ever pronounces it right. So yeah. we just left it with W.
0: <laughs> That's like my last name. They're always like, uh, "Is it guess?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> it's not." And How do you pronounce it? It's Geiss. So it's German. Geiss. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and so Geis, a lot of people nice. are like, uh, yes. And then they're like, are you sure it's spelled that yeah, way? And I'm all, I think no. So. No, the 33 <laughs> years I've been on this earth, uh, I think maybe yeah. just, it dawned yeah. on me. I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Today's the day. Today's the day.
0: I'm today years old. <laughs> when I yeah. that
1: out. Um,
0: so, uh, me and Ray met what last week through Chris Ulrey, and uh, I really like Ray's stuff. Um, I've been I I pretty much watched I don't know a bu- a mess of your videos, and uh, you really uh, are, you're a plumber by by yes, trade, sir. but yes, a Jesus follower with everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and oh, so, I try I try my best uh, evangelist. Yeah. You know uh, that's what I consider myself as an evangelist. So.
0: I, I'd agree. You with said, you. The
1: Christian the plumber. Christian. I almost thought the Christian plumber. So.
0: <laughs> if you got something stuck, I'll plumb it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um you know, I always try to relate stuff. I'll be cleaning someone's drain, you know, it's like Jesus had some dirty jobs too. And the customer was like, when, when did Jesus get in this conversation? Right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um yeah. so uh, I I think uh, something I told my wife a little bit about your story today, and uh, she's all that's an awesome story, and I think it's super important because me and you talked about uh, you sharing your story, and so I might ask you some questions, but I I don't mind you just going in detail and really talking about it. Now.
1: Yeah, yeah, no problem. So um, have you all you know? Of- uh,
0: so go ahead, man.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it's uh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. (laughs) Appreciate it. That's it. Oh, no. 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 Uh, no, That was uh, a
0: nice podcast. Just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, Well, you know, there's no really uh, easy way to present it, but uh, I I lived a life uh, of crime. Uh, I I wasn't the best person for many years of my life. I won't go into the details of everything in that. But, um, well, the story starts. You know, one day uh, I was in a hotel room. And I woke up and I'll never forget that I kept rubbing my eyes. You know, I don't know if you've ever put a gas mask on, yeah, um, yeah. Warham, and, uh, it was yeah. like, I was looking through a gas mask. I'll never forget that, that feeling. And I kind of sat up and, uh, there was somebody with me and I, I, when I woke up, they were kind to sit and, almost like Blair Witch, you know, in the corner (laughs) of the room. And I was like, what the heck? And it's like, I got, I kept rubbing my eyes and I was walking and I looked at them and they turned to me and their eyes were black as coal and their face was disfigured for a second. It went back to normal. And I was like, man, that's weird. You know, and I kind of felt this uh, Darth Vader type breathing. It It was strange. You know, it's like I was wearing goggles from a pool. Yeah, yeah, something was just (laughs) different. Like, I wasn't inside my own body. And I'll never forget, as gross as it sounds, you'll have to excuse me. Times were a little rougher back then. I walked over to some old McDonald's I had. And I bought, you know, the bag of burgers, you know, like five burgers. and I took a bite. And I was like, I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. So I go outside and I light up a cigarette. And in the process, I turn and I look at the moon. And I'm like, all right. That's weird. I mean, the moon is giant in the sky. I'm talking, man, like if you held your hands up the size of a basketball and held it up. And I just kind of stopped and I watched it turn red as blood right in front of my face. And I remember wow. watching darkness just descend on the earth. And I immediately, the thing that shoots in my brain is the apocalypse. Um, oh, yeah for sure you know i i these are the stories I've heard. this is what's going on, and uh I freak, I run inside, leave the person that's there, grab my keys, I take off driving, and I'm seeing all these just i'm hearing things, I'm seeing things in the shadows, I'm seeing these uh beings and creatures just all over the earth just scouring it and um I'll never forget I pick up a phone. And I make a phone call to somebody and on the other end of it, um, they answer and it is little children chanting the most obscene, scariest language in the world. And I'm going, I grab my phone. I look at it, I throw it.
0: Who were you calling if you like, don't mind me asking?
1: It was just a friend of mine oh, okay. uh, that I've been hanging out with at the time, you know, just a, a contact. And so I actually went to this person's, uh, place. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I parked in the car and I looked up at the moon. And the whole time, there's these creatures just crawling all over the moon. At the time, I don't know. I'm just thinking. In my whole time, this is the apocalypse, the end of the earth. Um, I didn't make it. You know, I wasn't one that was taken up to heaven. I don't know what's going on. So I walk into this this house, and it's a known, you know, dwelling for criminals. And I'll never forget that. It was dark. I mean, it was like uh, there was like the red light. On. There was this red, dark haze that just when you walked in, you could feel it in the air. It was, and everybody in there, um, the first room was, you know, uh, a lady with two kids on the couch, two or three, and then like a crib over on the right. And her eyes were just black as stone. And her face was disfigured. And all the babies were dead. And I'm walking and I'm talking. You know, so-and-so here. And they just stare at me. So I walk to the back room. And I don't know, there's five to eight people in there. And I'm going, I'm talking to them. Guys, what are y'all doing? Are y'all not seeing what the hell's going on? And none of them look at me yeah their eyes are black their faces are just disfigured and the whole i remember when i I turned around and just left right now at this point i have no idea what's going on anything and everything i would ever believed has been tossed out the window you know so it was like being thrown you know uh, in reality i was thrown into a sci-fi movie i was thrown into a cartoon almost i mean the things i were seeing aren't anything that Normal. a painting or a movie, yeah, my yeah, drawing can uh portray, so I remember I go to the gas station, I experience the same thing. I go to another gas station, uh, a guy comes up to me and he says, "Hey, can I get a ride to Dallas And I go, "Sir, I'm not going to Dallas, and he immediately shrinks over, eyes turn black, face disfigures, and he starts yelling this language out at me. I don't understand, and so I remember getting in my car and taking off driving and everything was telling me to go west, 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 west. Yeah. So for the next few days, mind you, this was 16 years ago or so. So um I'm telling you the parts I know I remember the fullest, which a lot of it is yeah. too much to handle, to really describe. I try to forget it. So um I take off driving and everything's saying west i see a car you know everything west head west i take off east like the brilliant man that i am i uh, drive directly into hurricane katrina i wonder why i'm the only idiot trying to get into (laughs) new orleans and everybody else and so i'm driving because my mom lived in florida so I, i take off i'm going down there and i get stopped on the highway and the cops are like dude this road's closed you got a couple hours to get to shelter I'm like, is it bad? They go, yeah, it's a bad one. <laughs> and I go, all right. They go, just take off the north. So I take off north. Excuse me. You're good. I'm driving. And um, I, I can't find a shelter. I'm asking people, you know, traffic's backed up. I'm asking people left and right. Um, you know, sorry, I was checking something out in the background. I'm asking oh, people good. left and right. Uh, where's the shelter? Where's the shelter? Nobody knows. So I actually pull over under an underpass to ride out Hurricane Katrina. And uh, a cop comes up and knocks on my window and goes, Go up next exit. There's a church. Okay. So I go up to this church. And um, it was actually some of the only, it was a place called Laurel, Mississippi. And it was the only peace I'd had for a while because since the time this first happens this is a 24 hours a day seven day experience of living and i don't know what's going on i am seeing
2: yeah
1: uh, apparitions i'm surrounded i'm hearing voices um you know during this time right before i went on the trip i ran into two of my friends uh and i kicked open the door i was like Y'all must see what's going on. You know, we got to go, you know, the apocalypse is here. And I'll never forget one of the most haunting things of the experience is both of their faces just melted and they started crying and they go, Ray, you've lost your mind and gone crazy. And I sat and looked at them both and I go, they can't see any of this. Yeah. And then this is, it was, you know, I started realizing then, Okay. Nobody can see any of this but me, and yeah, I can't talk about this
0: because people you know, think the people are like schizophrenic are, yeah, or people, something. And, and
1: but you but here's the deal, and this is I'm a, I'll start off like this in the middle of this story, and I'll get to a part of it at the end. Yeah, demon possession had never crossed my mind, yeah, not the least, and. I'm sitting here going. A part of me goes, "You have lost your mind, Ray. You're you. This is you are the man that you hear about locked in the straitjacket, or that you see on the corner with the sign the end is near.' But there's a strange consciousness about me, like a a, a very, you know, Ray. You're not crazy. You know, th- this is something greater than uh, than that. You know, but there's also the part of me that goes, dude you are going to have to live with this the rest of your life. But things just kept happening and vision. envisioned, you know, I would go to sleep at night. I was too scared to go to sleep because I would wake up with blankets wrapped so tight around me. And even,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, guys, what, what I'm, what I'm telling you now, guys, I wish I was a better uh, given speech, but if somebody was telling me it, I'd go, this guy's crazy. Lost your mind. That's yeah. the honest to God truth. And, uh, you know, but I would wake up like floating in the air, being attacked and beaten by something. And the only thing that would free me was the name of Jesus. And um, I was terrified to go to sleep. But uh, you know, uh, I fought it. And uh, we'll go back to the story. I went so 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. I'm I don't know what's going on. I am surrounded by these apparitions. Um, I'm hearing voices. I mean, this is. So far beyond anything in reality I can imagine, but uh, the Lord would send me messengers. Man, people would walk up to me, and uh, the first time that it happened, um, I was going to kill myself because I said, "I am con- dead." Yeah. After my first three days of the experience, I said, "I am going to take my life." There's different levels of hell because um, hell is real. I now know that. Yeah. And but it's not what everybody said. It's, uh, it's a lot different. So the only way to do this is to pull the trigger. Let's see. You know, I know I died yeah. on earth. You know, for three days it was dark. No light, no sun came out for the first three days. When I, and I had I had taken I had accepted the reality that I had died and gone to hell. Yeah. So that's the you know, on earth somehow I died and, and it's right, you know, all people different outlooks and visions of hell uh, were, you know, this was one of them. It is here on earth. Hell was here on earth, which is not true, by the way. But at the time, that's what I thought. So I put a gun in my mouth, and I was getting ready to squeeze it. And I got a knock on the door and of the hotel I was at, and I went to it. And uh, a gentleman was there. He goes, oh, this isn't the room. You know, I just want you to know Jesus loves you. you and keep on fighting. It'll be over soon. I'm like, what? All right. So <laughs> later on, you know, this, ha- I don't, it kind of, something just stopped me. Cause the whole time as I say, I got this, I'm, you know, you can see a picture with the audience. And I'm poking my skin. Yeah. I'm touching. I'm like, I can feel, and I'm talking to people. I'm like, this person is really here.
2: Yeah.
3: You
1: know, th- this is somebody I know. And you know, there's something like how, and mean, I would be sitting there talking to somebody and they would disfigure, I would see uh, apparitions standing around. Them. The walls would be painted with demonic faces. I'd be looking, you know. It was just um, like it was like Alice in Wonderland. I mean, it was just I, I couldn't describe it. I mean, it was just it was unbelievable. Yeah. And um, let's see. So where was I going with this? So anyway, I'll go back to the the floor uh, of Mississippi. I sat there in that church and everywhere I went was eight. I don't know what it was, man. I would look down on my skin and there would be eight everywhere. And I remember when this first happened, I go, do you not see this? My veins would be crawling in eight. And they're like, Ray, I don't see it. You know, and I'm sitting there going, Oh my gosh. And I'd look down. I don't know what it was. And I was telling a lady at the church, my story. And she said, she looked at me crazy, of course, like I can't believe, you know, <laughs> we let this guy in this church. So I'm riding out Hurricane Katrina in Laurel, Mississippi in this church and um, I go use the restroom and I walk up in the kitchen and the lady goes I was like, oh, is that chicken still here? Because they had the little boxes that KFC put out for a hurricane.
2: Yeah. So
1: I open it up and there's eight boxes of chicken and the lady's jaw drops to the ground. She goes, she said, see that out there? She said, I just unloaded and emptied this refrigerator myself. Walked to the boxes out there. And you said, I'm hungry and opened them up. And then she looked at me with this look. She said, you know, like, this guy's not lying. Because I told her, like, this is what I'm experiencing. I don't know what the deal is. I can't, there's yeah. dates everywhere, you know, and. So she, that was a different experience herself. But anyways, I go to Florida, uh, you know, try to run away from my problems because you know, That uh, always this problem works, right? when
0: you, yeah, <laughs> it, uh, you know,
1: you uh, know, obviously what I'm going through, uh, it doesn't cross state lines. Um, so I come back, and um, you know, th- these things continue. I, I really can't tell you every little thing. Oh, you know, it was just unbelievable um, when it happened, and. You know, another time I was uh, in a Walmart parking lot and the visions were so bad I was going to do it again. I was crying. I said, I- I'm praying. I said, gee, I can't take this anymore. I mean, I'm surrounded. I, I can't. I'm going to stick the gun in my mouth. I have a gun. I have a 45 llama. And uh, a guy pulls up on a motorcycle. Whoa! Whoa. He pulls up. And he comes up to my door. He knocks on it. <laughs> he goes, hey, Jesus loves you. Keep fighting. It's almost over. I'm like, What? what's almost over like the end of the world. Yeah. But you know, by, by, by this time I had accepted that it wasn't the apocalypse. Like I, you're your brain. When you go through something that's traumatic, it's just, it's scattered. Yeah. And, um, so this happens again, another time I'm standing in line and I said, I'm leaving here and I'm killing myself. I can't, it doesn't, it's not worth it. Yeah. And, uh, another lady walks up to me and she grabs me out of the arm and she says, sir, Jesus loves you. Keep fighting. It's almost over. And I'm shocked. what? You know, uh, and then I leave. And I, I never understood any of this the whole time. But Something, brother, I would have these apparitions and I would have strangers come up and stand beside me and look at these apparitions and those things would go away. Angels. Yeah. Angels, brother entertain stranger entertain strangers because you may not know that you're entertaining angels. some Amen. people think that yep. things are so literal in the bible and a lot of it yeah you have to pay attention. that's why it's the bible That's why it's the book you can read the rest of your life yeah but some things are black and white yeah. you don't have to decode it it's right th- this is what it means and um you know i thought i was going to do a better job on explaining this and you'll have to apologize it's a, an oh, experience. Man, you're, I you're i don't a like uh good i don't job like it. reliving i don't like reliving it was a very um it just still like sitting here now it just uh it, there's a piece about it yeah. but because of the reality of it but uh one day uh i'm I gonna mean, skip to the end here just so you know like, have-
0: you you your story matters, man. And like, it could change one of our listeners lives forever. Cause they could be going through that same thing. You yeah. are. And so what you're saying can really resonate with somebody. That's like, I think I'm crazy and I'm listening to this podcast and you might be that person going, hang on, man, just wait a minute. Yeah. It'll be over. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, well, you know, that's, uh, I went up to a, a deacon at my church while I'm yeah. going through this and, I tell him about it. i um, automatically jumps on the phone with the preacher and he says, we got another. I'm like what? And the preacher comes up said, I've been doing this for 40 years, right? I've never heard a story like this. And you're the seventh person in three months that's walked up to me. Wow. So this, you know, and um, I actually met another person that said, I saw the moon turn with, I knew this person before any of this happened. Yeah, and I was telling somebody about it. I said, and this was before I realized I had to shut up and not talk about it, so nobody could see what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and she—it was a friend of mine. She said, my boyfriend said something about this, and I met him for just a few seconds. He said, "Dude," and he looked at me, and he was experiencing the same stuff. Yeah, and at the same time, you still don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. I mean, this is unlike anything you can I I've told many people I'm not near this detail of the story you can't that I can't draw a picture I can't put it into a movie one of the greatest lessons the lord has bestowed upon us is not seeing spiritual warfare yeah so what I'm going to do is I'm going to skip here to the end um you know at the end I developed large sores all over my body um about I mean the golf ball size uh the bottom of my feet Created uh, there's like a man like a eight to a quarter inch of dead skin on the bottom, and I'd have to peel my socks off. They like milked almost. I mean, it was man. I was soaking them in peroxide. My body was emitting a foul stench.
2: Yeah. And
1: you know, my wife will tell you, "No, I'm one of the cleanest people. You know, I shower twice a day." And um being a plumber, you kind of goes with the territory. <laughs> the hazards. But, you know, um, I never, you know, I'm always very well hygiene. And I um, uh, like to pick my nose sometimes just so we got that out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, uh, but, you know, I uh, uh, was really almost like it was rotten. It was killing me.
3: Yeah. And
1: um, the, the last days were real bad. If you see this tattoo I have on my arm, Yeah. The flames.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, I looked down at one time, and my body, I like, engulfed in flames. And I fell to the ground, and I jumped up, and I was like, "What in the world?" And um, so one day, I'm having one of those days. I mean, it is so. I am surrounded, and I fall onto my knees, and I scream out, "The Lord Jesus, help me! I can't take this anymore!" And I just start screaming, "Brother!" When I stood up. The only thing I can compare it to is literally walking into a power plant and jumping into the highest voltage. But it was in my spine and in my soul. You can see in the audience can, yeah. but you know, I kind of just went like this. My back almost did a scorpion, but I was lifted off the air. Yeah, and I started convulsing, and I'm thinking, I'm dying, heart attack, seizure, and I don't know what this is, but it's killing me right now, and. The power I felt was just, it was, there's nothing. I mean, it's it's about the closest you can, electrocution without dying. I mean, and when I came to, my truck was about 20 to 30 feet away from where this started. Something picked me up, threw me around like a rag doll. And I was hanging on the bed of my truck and I was still shaking and convulsing. Like I, when I came to, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, and I looked up, boom, everything gone. Wow. Within a matter of seconds, right around 40 days, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I can never have my eyes open without seeing an apparition, without hearing voices, and it was gone in a matter of seconds.
2: That's
1: Everything awesome. was so bright. Um, I couldn't describe it. Everything was so bright. And I ran inside. And the person's house I was at, I said, did you just see what happened? Please, somebody tell me. I don't know. They go, Ray, it was those demons being ripped from your body. And I said, what? What would you say? (laughs) He goes, I didn't say anything to you. I didn't see it happen. I'm like, you just told me it was the demons ripped from my body. He goes, no, I didn't. And the Lord would do that. He would send messengers. People would walk up to me, give me a message, and then not even know that did it. Yeah. So I drove home. And you'll have to excuse me if I tear up because uh you're good man when you go through something like this and the whole world thinks you're crazy heck you think you're crazy yeah you you've accepted this reality that you you've lost your mind
2: yeah
3: you're
1: not gonna be the same and to know that it's over with and I looked up in the sky and I saw Jesus um huge I mean it was just it was his face down past his shoulders. I stopped and I looked and I wiped my eyes and I drove for about 30 minutes. I parked under a bridge at a lake and I saw him and a bunch of people. I don't know who they were in the sky. And I just sat there in a piece and I didn't really understand it. So many things are going through my head. And then, you know, it just tapered off. I looked up and nothing was there. And um, I was watching a movie. And something in the movie, it was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. There's a small clip in there where she's sitting in a classroom and the guy's eyes go black. And then she looks at a piece of glass, you know, and the glass has this demon figure in it. And I go, what the heck? Said, that is a lot. Believe it or not, that's a lot. And then I was watching a lot of what happened to me. I saw yeah. all that stuff. And then I saw The Devil's Advocate. There's a small scene in there where the two homeless guys beat this guy in a park and during their beating their faces disfigure. And I go, Okay, I saw that every day. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with my Bible in my seat and the pages, I'm going, was I possessed? And my Bible starts I'm just flipping like crazy, man. Burr, burr, what the heck? stops on matthew twelve forty three. the page folds up somehow and points to when an unclean spirit goes out of a man he goes through many places seeking rest and finds none he says i will return to my house from which i came and when he comes he finds an empty sweat and put in order then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Seven plus one is what? Seven. Or
0: seven eight.
1: Seven plus one. Oh, eight. Eight. Yeah. So, right <sighs> then, everything started making sense. I had no idea what happened to me. No idea what was going through. And I started looking into demon possession. And stories, of, I was like... <laughs> And then the Lord, I mean, it, everything made sense.
2: Yeah. And
1: the day that the Lord ripped them from my body, that's one of the things when I get to heaven, I want to see. Like, who did you send? Was it Michael? What, was it a regular eight? I mean, who was <laughs> it? Yeah. No, what, what, was it you yourself? Because once that happened, and I read that scripture, I now knew, because I would always hear, like, there's eight of us, and all this, like, there's eight of them. And I'm like, what are you, eight of what? Eight of who? And that's where the apes came from. I mean, the sores, I read the book of Job and I was like, man, this guy, you know, uh, what he went through, the sores on the body and everything. And uh, once the Lord let that happen, you know, I read Matthew twelve forty-three through 45. It all made sense. I thought, uh, I mean... much of what I've gone through. So here's the deal. People like to pick and choose what they want to learn in scripture. And many of the times they do this brother, they limit God. You can't limit the almighty.
0: Yeah. They put him into a box.
1: Yeah. Mark, Mark, the first, first chapter of Mark, I told you this last time, six times in the first chapter it mentions demons and unclean spirits. You know, you got Ephesians six twelve. We'll talk about that in a minute. Matthew eight twenty eight, two men that were demon possessed in the tomb. Matthew eight, you know, through and uh, eight sixteen, I believe. You know, brought many who were demon possessed. You read the Bible. Why? Why is it that Jesus said uh, he healed many and cast out demons? He healed many and cast out demons. The young boy, he was uh, possessed, and the spirit would throw him on the ground. Yeah, and he wouldn't cast out. He gave his disciples what power to what?
0: Cast out demons.
1: Cast out demons. Yeah. So you know, people. Then we read. You know, we all know Ephesians six twelve, and the thing is that do do you really grasp it? You know, my translation says, "For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood." But against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Well, how many Christians have you heard read, read this? Oh, Do you think lot. Yeah, a lot? So, and if somebody walked up to him and goes, hey, I was possessed by eight demons, you can't write.
2: Yeah, it makes no sense. This, is, this is.
1: Yeah, this, <laughs> this is. They're talking about. It says right here. I can't tell you how many Christians I've, I've heard say this verse. It's like if you don't acknowledge spiritual warfare to the fullest, a full out, yeah, war for your soul. I will tell you this, brother. If everybody in this world could see what I saw for ten seconds, and was warned about it. Look, I'm going to show you something. Yeah. Me, I had no warning. I had I had to, by the grace of God, brother, I didn't kill myself.
2: Yeah. By the
1: grace of God, he intervened. You know, excuse me if I don't, I'm a I tear up because I'm married to the most amazing woman in the world. I have three children. And to think how close it came. Um, and he intervened. Every yeah. time. You know, even before that, that's the thing is I don't know. Um demons watch you from when you're young too. You have guardian angels, but guess what? Demons watch you. I had bad things happen to me as a kid. And these demons would talk about it right in front of me.
3: Yeah.
1: Like nobody knew. There was only a couple first you know, people that knew this happened to me. How are you talking about it? Yeah. And Um, I mean I just tell you brother it's real I mean if anybody if if you had a warning if the Lord or preacher said I'm going to open your eyes to the spiritual realm for 10 seconds all right, and I'm going to bring you back and you did it you would believe and you would I mean so much stuff you wouldn't question Jonah swallowed by a fish did Jesus walk on water that's nothing compared to the spiritual realm yeah. But me, people are like, you really believe, Ray, that Joni was swallowed by a fish or Jesus walked on water? I was like, that ain't nothing. That's <laughs> nothing. Yeah. You don't know what's out there. I mean, but we read the scriptures, right? Yeah. Oh, I in the word. No, but do you believe them? Oh, I'm a believer. No. Do you believe them wholeheartedly? You cannot take the Bible and pick and choose the parts you want to believe. The yeah. greatest revelation that you will have in your walk and growth of Christ, one of the greats, not the greatest is to take every word that's in this book and believe it. You take it. You do not limit God and his power. What is it, Job 11.7 or Job 7.11? Can you probe the depths of the Almighty? Can you fathom the mysteries of God? You can't. The creator of the cosmos and universe. You know, this Bible, and that's why it, it makes me I don't get into judging because I just, Jesus put me in my place as he always does earlier <laughs> today. And this is such a message that I wish, you know, in, uh this was in Luke. I was just reading earlier today. Cause one thing that's really been on my heart is these pastors attacking each other. And yes, guys, we're going to have disagreements, but we don't need to air them out, you know, and, yeah i start attacking these pastors that attack each other and it's the same thing what am i doing i'm attacking them i'm yeah. just as guilty i'm a sinner but you know in luke here let's see i just read it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'll have to find it oh oh uh, behold what in the heck I wish I had one of my good pastors here with me. But anyway, this is the first. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, what it says is if they're not, well, maybe it wasn't Luke. I was reading it earlier, but it was, if they're not, it's the parable of casting. Oh, okay. Right here. Yeah, it is. It was Luke nine forty nine. Now, John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. There you go. <laughs> Hey, well, this And this isn't even the part I'm talking about, but there we go. Yeah. It's right here. Luke, uh, Luke, casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. And Jesus said to him, do not forbid him. Here's the part. For he who is not against us is on our side.
2: Yeah. Just
1: because you have a disagreement with a brother in Christ doesn't mean he's your enemy. Yeah. He is on, Jesus says it right there. Right here. Because the, the disciples, we, they did what humans do. Oh, he's not with them, but we need to jump on him. You're not rolling with Jesus. You can't cast out me. And Jesus says no. He who is not against us is on our side. So many people, we need to stand together. We, we're going to have these little differences. But, you know, the Ephesians six twelve. I hear so many, so many people. They constantly recite it. And in my heart, I'm going, you know. Do you believe do you, it? Do you understand that? Or do you understand the depth of it? Why it's so important? You know, because it, it, it's clear. I mean, it is a it is a spiritual, battle. You no, know, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We know the scripture. We recite it. You know, and. I I couldn't figure out why this happened to me. I said, maybe it's this podcast right now. Maybe maybe this is the whole reason that it happened to me. I don't know. But I have questioned that. Yeah. And maybe I was fortunate because I was going to die if I was living the lifestyle I was living. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting into evangelism uh, and I'm going to spread the word. Maybe it was a prequel, but for me, like when they say, I stand on solid ground with God. You know, yeah. so many people, I fell down the wormhole of battling atheists. And all, and that's why with me, I'm the worst. And I've told I'm either the best or the worst debater in the world. Because <laughs> I would just look at them and go, dude, yeah, there's not many people that can stand here and go, well, it's like I say, I'm not a believer. You hear that, audience? I'm not a believer. I'm a knower. I know yeah. there's a God. I know there's angels. I know there's demons. I I don't know scripture head to toe. I don't know so much about this world. I don't. And for all of us to think that we actually know something, I have to take myself back to those days and go, I mean, that kind of power and awesomeness. And one of the greatest, Jacob, audience, let me tell you, one of the greatest blessings that has ever bestowed upon us is that we are hidden from that world Yeah, that we just have to deal with the internals of spiritual warfare that we don't have to see it because that is the most terrifying thing. I, there's no, I mean, everything you, you, you feel it. it's not just watching a TV. Screen. I mean, you feel yeah. it in your skin, you feel it down in your bones. It's in your spirit. You know, it's deep and in, in corrugated into who you are. As it says, you know, that's a, you know, uh,
0: and, and even on a side note know. with what you mentioned, the movies you watch a lot of times. Uh, so my pastor that I, that gave me my first shot as a youth pastor talked about that and he goes, a lot of the stuff that they use for like Emily Rose, like, and all those scary movies, is usually pretty accurate he goes Mm -hmm. he goes like somebody slithering up a wall he's seen it he goes like i've seen that he goes it is not fake and he goes when you're opening up yourself to that you're really opening up yourself to seeing demonic things and you might think oh it's no big deal that's super and he goes and that's part of the enemy's plan is like oh that's not so scary it's funny because you know, it's a, it's just a movie that made me jump a little bit, but there's a lot of power behind some of that stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, the thing is, and is I did that video with this Satanist out there and he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, doing all this worship, Satan worshiping and dark videos and, you know, you're God's weak and all this. And I'm just looking at him like, bro, you ain't got a clue. <laughs> like you, 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 have not the slightest idea your makeup and your big earrings and your, 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 your goat head. Like they it, yeah. it's not, they're they're not there to embrace you. So that's the thing If you have to realize Satan and his demons. When you, like you said, you open up a door, they'll show something. I mean, it could be yeah. a pen floating, or it could be them revealing themselves to you, demons. Yeah, and going, oh, you're special, you're wonderful, and it. They do not. They hate you. They they want to ravish you. They do not care about you. I was able to see some things, and you know, one of the things I would see was uh, this darkness of, I mean, the demons inside people and in the embodiment of them, and it was nothing good for human beings. Not not one thing benefited mankind. Yeah. And but you're right. The uh, people would fly, and I mean, I mean, <laughs> they they'll say all this stuff that they have. You know, Satan will, they've never experienced anything supernatural their whole life. And yeah. so Satan and his demons will give them a little taste of the supernatural and they grasp it. Oh, and we're going to join in their holy war. Dude, you're, you ain't nothing compared to a demon or an angel. And I understand that we were put higher than the angels. I'm not going to get into that scripture. But I mean, that <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, that kind of, that realm of power.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Especially, you know, and that's, a lot
0: of people don't know what what that even means with what, even what you just said that like digging into that a little bit is that we do have the power because that's what Jesus did with the Holy spirit and all that is we do, but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even know what they have as yeah. Christians. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, speaking things into yeah. your life is huge. Like, and people don't even mm-hmm. understand that. Like your words matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just nothing to dabble with, man. I mean, and we read scripture and, and so many times we just skim over this stuff. And like I said, you you can't limit God and his power. And when, once you see what, what there you is, know what I, mean? <laughs> and there's, I guess I, and there's so many people, um, you know, I'll tell you, Caleb Perkins has, has been a amazing mentor for me. Uh, I talked to him and, Uh, we do a Bible study. He's kind of like a secret weapon, man. You know, I really admire Caleb because he doesn't get out there and he posts some stuff. He has a big following, you know, on TikTok. They've actually shadow banned him, but, uh, he doesn't get out there and he spreads the gospel and he's very knowledgeable. And when I talk to him, he never puts me like I'm down here and he's up here. You know, and he's just a down to earth guy, ex military, special forces, amazing story. Um, but, you know, we don't, we were talking, we don't know what it is about him. He was one of the only pastors. You know, I was actually told by a pastor he wanted to hear my story. And I told him, and he said I wasn't welcome back in his house. You know, I was like, really? This is, I'm, I'm out here trying to become an evangelist and spread the word. This is what you, you're, you're giving me. Yeah. And uh, Caleb, you know, it was like, Ray, I've been overseas. I've seen people floating four inches in the ground and growing fingernails, casting out demons.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I've seen, <laughs> I don't know, America, you know, I think that America, we're so blinded, you know, by the, the uh, I don't know if you've ever read the Screwtape Legends by C.S. Lewis, yeah. you know, and about how demons work and when we just, we choose not to believe in that power. There's so many, I mean, mental illness, is mental illness real? Absolutely. Yeah. This is proven stuff. Illnesses and balances, it's all real. But a lot of it, my man, is demon possession. Yeah. You know, how could this guy do this to all these people? He was possessed. Yeah. You know, and and it's like we read about it in the Bible. But it's it's, it's honestly like when we're reading, I don't know what the devil comes in and just blinds us or what, but we just skip right over it. Like it doesn't sink in. But the thing is, like me, brother, if you went over my search history for the last 10 years, you don't see me looking up demons. You don't see demonology. I don't thrive on it. I don't obsess about it. I obsess over Jesus. I obsess over, okay, you know, I don't know what happened to me all those years. Actually, I do know what happened now. But why? I'll never know. Maybe it was because uh, just a part of my ministry. So when I spoke to somebody, it's not. A guessing game. Yeah, it's not. Well, you know, if God's real or if Jesus, was, I, I know. I mean, maybe that's why I had to go through that, or maybe it was just something between Satan and Jesus. And Jesus, you know, the Lord said, "You can do whatever you want to that man. In the end, he's still going to worship me."
3: Yeah,
1: because that's my soldier down there.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah,
1: he's an idiot. He's a screw up, <laughs> and he goes hey, have Adam right. Satan. Yeah, you know, and then he goes. He he has at me, in the end, I'm still here worshiping. Yeah. After you know, he and that's I could have blamed the Lord. He could have stopped it. Yep. Absolutely. He could have stopped. I could have never experienced. It, that's not the point. And I think you for, know, it, it's, for
0: even you, like, um if somebody were <laughs> ever to come up to you and say that, you'd be like, okay, tell me more. And I think there's a lot of Christians out there like that one pastor who said. You're not welcome back in my house. That would do that mm-hmm. to someone. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah. uh, "You're crazy, guy." At my house. Instead, of being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> hey, yeah. what? What are you seeing? Like, what do you mean? And like, hey, we need to walk through this together and pray mm-hmm. about this and and do life together."
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a lot. Of it's it's real. You know, yeah. and so many people. The scary thing is, like myself, even being raised a believer and everything else, is I didn't know what was going
3: on. Yeah.
1: And some people didn't. You know, I mean, you're talking, I still didn't know what was going on. So, uh, I mean, I could dwell on it or I can move past. You know, I had a, uh, that's the thing is this is a big step for me going this public as I had uh, last week on a TikTok and then here with you because, I had a a gentleman I've known 10 years and I know him very well. We've gone on vacations together and I shared this testimony with him a few weeks ago and he was floored Yeah, because I'm not an extremist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I I, I am a down to earth. I'm a plumber. I'm a normal family man, regular job, you know, and uh, I don't go around talking about it or obsessing about it. Most people have no idea, but the more and two, 2020, that year we try not to talk about, (laughs) uh, I uh, got real sick and uh, I got diverticulitis and it ruptured inside of me, sending me septic. And I will say this before that 2000, June of 2019, I was sitting in the backyard and man, the spirit came upon me. I felt like I had been shot out of a rocket ship and I just got overwhelmed with this grief and this sadness and so many things. You know, uh, I was, he just turned my eyes around on me and said, Ray, the problem's not the world. You know, won't you look at yourself? You've been selfish. You've been self-centered. You know, it was just, I I mean, I I felt like I truly finally received the Holy Spirit for some reason. I don't know why, but something came over me in that backyard and it just hit me and started I could pick up a Bible and read it and go what the heck and then (laughs) you know six seven months later I find myself fighting for my life in the hospital and uh, I go to the hospital they send me home Uh, they say you got diverticulitis take this medicine you'll get better but that night it ruptures inside of me and I'm in so much pain I don't even know I mean it's unbearable so luckily I get to the hospital on time they get my blood work back and they start scrambling and, you know, it wasn't like I had terminal illness or anything not like that. But uh, there was a part of me that thought, you're about to die. You're about to meet your creator. And he spoke loud and clear to me going, what have you been doing? I have revealed myself to you. You have seen angels. You have seen demons. you are present- You felt the power of God pick you up and throw you around and heal you. What have you done with it, Ray? You know what have you done? You know, and I, that that was a very you know when you're sitting there facing death, kind of. I sat there and I just said, I didn't think I was going to hell, yeah, but I didn't know if I was going to heaven. Yeah, it wasn't like I I literally had accepted. I'm about to stand before the Creator, and it's up to him. And that feeling right there was like. Dude, you know, I just can't. Just, I'm about what you know, and now resting assured that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Okay. That I rest in the assurance that, I mean, it, it, His last words on the cross were, "What it, is, it is done." Yeah, it is done. It is finished. That's it. And you, one thing you, I talk to so many people about. They're worried about their walk. I say, "It is finished." There ain't nothing you can do about it. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing your neighbor there it's done. He did it on the cross that day. And you know believe in the name and then try as hard as you can to follow in his ways. We have murdered the gospel for some people. I feel is wonderful. You know, we have just murdered it and make it to where people are like, I can't live by, you know, how am I supposed to come to the cross? You know, how am I supposed yeah. to live? You two Christians can't even agree on things. You know why Billy Graham was so effective? Why? A 99 year old could sit and watch him and a nine year old could. Yep. That's true. Right. Yeah. Okay, I mean, can you disagree? It no, wasn't, I can't disagree with you. You know, then. it wasn't a theological doctrine, It wasn't an argument on doctrine. It wasn't an argument. So far, fit it was about the gospel. And he preached hell. Yeah, he didn't hold back, but he didn't sit there, you know. And, and he, but <laughs> he preached the gospel. He told it like it. He used scripture. You know, people will get into these conversations, brother, and they're like, "What? What are these words you're using in scripture?" <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, and no, here's the thing: is now there's there's a fine line here too, brother. You know, we can't say the only thing God's ever done and said is right here in the bible no because if the spirit's moving through you and you're talking yeah you know uh, like pastor Inch, man i love watching you you'll see sometimes he gets fired up you know on people but you know Spike will get uh you can just see his passion and love
3: yeah
1: for the lord and he'll get fired up on it and uh you know to the point that he has convictions. but you know when you see the spirit moving well, I, everybody's like, where's that in the Bible? It's like, it has to be in the Bible for, for it to be from God. There are people that believe that. No, God's moving every day. Yeah, God and the Spirit and the, and the Lord are constantly moving. They're constantly working. You know, so, you know, there is that fine line. But so much of it, brother, you know, we I feel it's simple, man. Like you said, he did it on the cross. It's finished. Yeah. He did it on the cross. There's nothing you can do. The only thing that you can do is accept him as your Lord and Savior and go to him. You're going to screw up. You're going to battle with sin. You are unworthy, but guess what? You are a human, and guess what? It's the whole reason he died on the cross was because of our sin, Yep. period. If there was another way, we would have done it, but there wasn't another way. so He didn't do it, man. Amen. The, the, you know, the message has got to be brought on that platform and, and we continue worrying about the branches and the fruit, which is, I understand, but in the context I'm about to tell you, it, it's a, it's about the vine yeah. and the root. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, the God, the God, you know, there is no branches. There is no fruit without that vine and without the root, you know, and that the roots and the vine being God, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Yeah. You know, because I mean, we got to stick to that. We stick to that, man. You know, the rest comes. And that's why it's such a beautiful thing is the Holy Spirit. Ye need not any man to teach you. Throughout Scripture, it talks about let the Spirit guide you. Let it teach you. So that's the thing. Is,
2: yeah.
1: You know, we bring people to the cross. We say, G-, you know, tell them the truth about Jesus. Tell them he is the only way of salvation. Now it's on you. I'm not going to tell you. I'll be here to help you, but I can't tell you what Jesus has planned for you. Yeah. I can't tell you where the Spirit's guiding you. You know, I, I, I can't do that. But so many pastors and preachers and evangelists, you know, we try to. Well, you need to, okay, yeah, you don't need to kill. You don't need to murder. These are the basic Yeah, I can tell you don't do that. But, yeah, you know, don't scare them off. <laughs> you know, don't, don't scare them before they even got to the cross.
0: Yeah like there's there's certain people on TikTok and I, I, I totally get what you mean where you're like I can totally go against abortion easy like mm-hmm. easy <laughs> like, but, yeah. but what good does it do if I'm speaking to people that don't even know Jesus because that's yeah. where the conviction comes is you know what I was all for these for killing babies and abortions and all that but now that I have Jesus in my life I'm feeling more convicted and I mean there are people that say, "Oh, uh, I'm a Jesus follower and this stuff," and for them, you wouldn't walk away like from from Jesus. And there's a lot of people who walk away. And I, and to me, I don't know what you think on this, but I feel like if you did, maybe you weren't saved yet, man. Like maybe you really didn't commit your your life to Jesus, and you really mm-hmm. still need to do that because the Word says you would, you would stay with God if He's in you. Like there's no, there's no leaving that
1: yeah I don't th- I think when people say that I was a here's the deal how many Christians have you seen on their deathbed or got terminal illness go well, I'm turning atheist
2: yeah. you know i mean
1: how Ever. how many atheists have you heard the stories go well, maybe this God's real tell me about Jesus yeah. on their deathbed with terminal you know it's just just look at that but you're right you know and there's so many subjects that are touchy, but yeah you know you have to understand the latter and so, and I'm, dude, I'm a verbal vomiter. I've put TikTok videos and I've just, I, I've stuff has come out when I'm feeling the spirit. I'm like, yeah, baby, you feel me? And then I look at it I'm like, you just came off like a complete jerk. You know, you, and, and uh, one thing is, is, you know, we have to be careful because the truth is, you know, if the Bible says it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. Is, 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 an, is an abortion wrong? Yeah. Okay. But here's the deal, brother there's a lot of people when we go on these rants about it that have done it and live in regret and they may have done it before they were a Christian and they're still dealing with that pain. So uh, our duty is is, that what, what difference is that than my sin? Yeah. They need to know, okay, you messed up. If you had it to do over again, you, you, you wouldn't, right. You know, I mean, have compassion because there is, a lot of women out there that were young, scared, didn't know Jesus. right? Yeah, didn't know Jesus, and it was instant. And they have got to live with that. And the thing is, we need to be there, going, "It's okay, you are loved." Let's get past this, you know. And mean when we're sitting here constantly drilling this issue, with it's that homosexuality, it's like, hey. Well, why don't we talk about pride? Why you know we constantly put one
0: sin on the pedestal. Right? Or gluttony—that's a huge one. Yeah, glut- people, you know, all about. of
1: them But yeah, yeah, gluttony, greed, sloth—all of it. You know, we're, before
0: we're, we're constantly- I, before I forget, just uh, if somebody's listening right now that is is a Christian that maybe you did do an abortion, uh, we're not we're not condemning you in any sort of way. We're saying that Jesus still loves you, that you he'll forgive you, like all that stuff, and that. He still loves you, no less or no more than somebody that has lived a good, a good, a quote unquote, good life or never did, yeah. had an abortion. Uh, you are Amen. still a worthy person. You're still priceless to God. You're still loved. He still cares about you. You're bought with a purpose for a purpose by the blood of Jesus. That's why he died for all of us, because he knew we'd all screw up. He knew we'd all blow it and mess up. and Whoever this is for, this is for you. This is God talking to you right now.
1: Yeah, Amen. Right, and that's what it, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. You know, and this—that's this, another verse that so many people say. But but do you are you, are you comprehending it? Yeah, you know that—that's why it's important to stay in Scripture because when we Fall off, and the dark one gets in our minds and his demons saying, You're not worthy, you're not this. And it's right there in scripture. We all fall short of the Lord. There's, you know, if you are out there being in that position, I mean, you're loved, you made a mistake. He forgives you. Yeah. But you got to go to Him. You got to go to Him. You got to acknowledge Him as your Lord and Savior. And you got to say, Lord, please forgive me. You have to ask for that forgiveness. And He will. And it is that simple because. You have to realize Jesus knew the world was going to make it hard, yeah. so He made it easy. He took the pain, He took the suffering, and for so many people you listen, you know, out there listening, please realize that we will never fully understand what happened on the cross that day. We're, we're not that powerful. You're, you're talking about the Creator of all things, the cosmos, life itself every atom, every force of nature, every wind, and His Son's death on the cross to atone for our sins. We can understand a lot about God's love and the way He works through the Spirit, but fully understanding God and fully realizing what happened on the cross that day, we won't realize it at all. Yeah. But when you realize a little part of such a great God it can fulfill you in a manner that you can't put into words, you know. And that's so many people. When it comes to the gospel, we as humans think we have to understand everything. And I tell one of the sayings, as simple as it is, I say, you don't have to have the answers to everything to live a good life. Yeah, it's not necessary, and you're not going to put God under a microscope. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> You know, but yet he's forgiven you. And that's the thing. It is about hope. It's, it's the whole reason. Now, now there's a side to it. Yeah. You know, there's scripture, you know, hell was made for Satan and his demons, you know, the fallen angels. But we put ourselves there. You want to get into a big biblical discussion over it? That's fine. But you don't have to. That's the thing.
3: Yeah.
1: And let me tell you one of the things that the Lord spoke to me the other day. And I realized in my walk and I've seen several people, you find yourself when you're searching for him, you find the best parts of yourself. When you're searching for Jesus on your walks and your path with the Lord and the spirit and the father, you find the best you now. He reveals the worst parts of you. You know when you when you walk with the Lord, you know uh, you notice your sin more, but you notice it so you can fix it, so you can do something about it. Yeah. But when you pursue that relationship with the Lord, you end up finding the real you. How? I don't know. I'm not God. I didn't create the spirit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't create the soul. I don't. I don't know. But He does, it, and He loves you. And most people, you don't realize, brothers and sisters that are listening, the reason you were created, period, is because he wants to spend eternity with you. He created you specifically, your consciousness, your spirit, unlike anybody who has ever lived, ever, Because he loves you and he wants to spend Eternity with you But he leaves that choice up to you Yep Yep.
0: Man Uh, Thanks for being on the podcast man I think this is An awesome part to To end the podcast and all that But I don't know if you've listened to our Podcast before but this is A part where we have our guests actually Pray us out of the podcast
1: Yeah absolutely (laughs) Absolutely. Heavenly Father, um, I find myself in prayer like this and so many times I don't even know what to say, but but thank you because they constantly remind me of the parable of the two sparrows, you know, that they are provided for and how much more precious are we than sparrows. And I find myself just saying, you got me, Lord. You got Jacob, you got the people listening. You know what they need. But most of all, thank you for the opportunity in itself to be forgiven, for the opportunity to one day know that we will rest under your wings and that all of this will be over with, all the pain, all the suffering. And, that, and I just I lift up your name, Lord. I I just glorify it, and I pray for the sins of me. I pray for the sins of my family, and I pray for the sins of Jacob. I pray for the sins of everybody listening, that they are forgiven, and that most of all, that you send your spirit, you work through the people, and you let them feel your presence, Lord, and just let them know your eternalness and your power, that one day it's all going to be okay. Amen.
2: Amen.